All right, all right, all right. Bold freaking perceptions is back. Today's a good one. I'm actually uh, on camera for the first time. I'm seeing myself. Maybe this might make me slip up. I don't know. We'll see what happens here. But I'm also seeing DJ Clock on the other side. DJ, how we doing, brother? How's it going, everybody? I'm blessed, man. Can't complain. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me, my friend. Absolutely. A little uh, pre-Thanksgiving recording. We're going to get greedy tomorrow at the dinner table, eat everything in sight. So today we're going to give you yeah. some food for thought mentally. And DJ, uh, I'm going to give you the floor here just to introduce yourself, kind of who you are, what you do, brother. Yeah, dope, man. So, you know, I'm BJ Clock. What I do, I do a wide variety of things, but I'm an investor, music producer, a businessman, CEO, executive. I run a marketing company. Um, I make hit records. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of different things as far as uh, business, marketing, um, distribution of royalty to assets. You know, um, also I'm a motivational, inspirational uh, influencer. You know, I kind of started uh, kind of like early on with like edutainment. And I thought that was like kind of something that I wanted to see happen in the world of, you know, a, a, like I didn't think education needed to be so kind of stuffy, you know? So I tried to you know, always with my brand and kind of what I like to give out to the world is uh, entertainment that's educational. You know, so I have my own show to uh, Time of Clock. I've uh, written books and yeah, a bunch of different things, man. Um, as far as, you know, my, my story is concerned, you know, I mean, I started off a pretty humble beginnings uh, in East Hartford, Connecticut. I, uh, you know, I always wanted to have a better life for myself, you know, um, but I, I, and I always wanted to help people, you know. I always believed that I would have a better life. Um, not that my life wasn't like good, you know, I always, you know, my, my family took really good care of me and whatnot, but I just always aspired to, you know, want more and achieve more and really wanted to help people. And I was always kind of told like, you know, you got to go to school, get good grades, get a good job. And then one day you'll save up enough money to uh, eventually be able to help people. And, uh, you know, I kind of believed that for a while, you know, I got stuck in that kind of rat race of life and, you know, going to college, you know, just because that was like the thing you're supposed to do out of high school. And if you didn't, you were considered like dumb and not community college either. Cause if you went to community college, you're still considered dumb, you know? So like, and, and honestly, that was the smart thing to do if, if, you know, if not at all, I mean, depend everyone's situation is different. Um, but, uh, as far as, you know, that was kind of the connotation growing up and stuff. So, you know, with that being said, you know, I kind of started on that path and then I actually, you know, got a job because I had to pay for this expensive school, you know, so I was knocking on doors during Christmas vacation um, and uh, started knocking on doors and started getting some skills as far as, you know, um, you know, just like I learned more during the winter knocking on doors in Connecticut, you know, obviously that Connecticut winter, you know, knocking on doors, selling cable services. It's not like, you know, I don't wish that I'm my worst enemy, you know, but it's definitely a, a character building experience, you know, and I, and I went from not being able to even remember my name when I knocked on the door, the first door, forgetting my name to, you know, being able to, uh, you know, save people money on their cable bill and, you know, um, you know, and make some money for myself. And, you know, I was kind of the start of my entrepreneurial career. And, you know, I was learning more in that kind of Christmas break that I was just like, than I did in school. I was just like, you know, what? I dropped out after my, like halfway through my junior year. 
and uh, started kind of just, like I said, knocking on doors full time and selling cable services. And, you know, one thing led to another. And then I was even getting children sponsored in Haiti and Burundi and in Harlem and Washington Heights, like knocking on doors, getting children sponsored for $30 a month. You know, a bunch of different crazy things. I was involved in the deregulation of electricity and just kind of, you know, a bunch of different things, just hustling and selling things door to door. Um, you know, that, and then I actually ended up building my own, my own company, which is my first marketing company, probably when I was like, I don't know, 21, 21 years old. And, uh, that company, we were, we were marketing, uh, electricity, deregulation, electricity market. It actually went out really well, you know, but, uh, I would, it would build that company from like, we started off just me and a buddy and we built it to 15 people. Um, and then I went uh, on vacation for two weeks and I came back and no one was left, you know, actually people, people that I trusted ended up forging checks um, in my name and they ended up like, you know, a whole bunch of different things. And the only guy that was left was a guy that actually had a criminal background. So, you know, that's why he was left, you know? So it was like, man, so I was like, screw this thing. I'm about to just get a job. And I had actually, I had a lot of like skills from all this door knocking and building teams and stuff and like being out on my own. So I was able to actually get some like decent like potential jobs and you know i ended up working um selling like doing outside sales where it was a kind of a job where you got a base pay plus salary so by like 22 years old you know i had a job that was paying you know probably base pay like 60 grand plus commissions and stuff so like at that point in my life man i you know i felt like i made it you know it's like within it's like you know because a lot of my friends hadn't even been out of college yet you know and um you know they're still they were still in college i already had like a job at a corporation you know um and then I, I soon learned that like in certain corporations stuff like that it's not all about just selling you know there's like different corporate environments stuff and you know so i just kind of like it wasn't the vibe for me i mean i bounced around from job to job and it just wasn't ever the right fit i sold a bunch of different things as far as like uh, linen services sold copiers and business technology stuff so a bunch of different stuff um and i did got involved in some uh, multi-level marketing companies like we tried, traded forex you know just like a bunch of different stuff and then you know and then really it was one multi-level marketing company i got involved which was uh i was uh primerica and i was actually able to get some decent um mentors that actually introduced me to a couple other people like uh like Hector Lamarck was one of them and Hector, Hector had a sales organization of 10,000 people, um, in, um, in Primerica. And then Hector told me to listen to Jim Rohn and T. Harv Ecker. And this is, uh, you know, I had listened, I had first stumbled across like kind of personal development, you know, probably when I was like 20, you know, 21 years old, um, with Napoleon Hill, 16, uh, 16 laws of success. But, um, what was interesting about that is when I actually found that I actually read it and I, read it with skepticism and almost kind of like a little, little bit of like kind of mad about it. Cause I, I wanted to write the law of success. So I was kind of knuckleheaded, you know? So I, instead of just reading it and doing it, I, you know, I uh, wanted to create it. Right. So I was trying to prove it wrong for those like kind of four years and, you know, life was all right, but I, I definitely was not achieving the way I wanted to achieve. So when I came across Jim Rohn and uh, T Harvecker, um, you know, Jim said, you know, the first six years of his economic life before he's met his mentor at 25, he wound up broke. Second six years, he wound up rich, you know, and uh, I met Jim at 25, you know, and uh, I'm glad I did, man. I really plugged into what he was saying. And I listened. And actually, I, I met him after he died, man. I met him on YouTube, you know, so it wasn't even I met him in the flesh. I just watched his YouTube videos, his seminars, but I took it very seriously. I watched it four or five hours a day. 
you know, at a point in my life where people, you know, everyone around me probably was like, you got to go make some money or you got to go, you know, do X, Y, Z, you know, it's like I was actually tapping in, you know, to I was kind of disconnecting from everything else around me and just tapping into the personal development and becoming a better person. I realized that I needed to work on a lot of myself and all the other things that I was doing weren't really like I was just kind of spinning my wheels you know I was making decent money but I wasn't really like compounding I wasn't building no equity in my life you know so um so Jim and Harv got me realized like man stop being a knucklehead and just do what successful people do you know so so then I was like oh shit Napoleon Hill told me like how to become successful he wrote that book and um you know and and what was crazy is that so I went back and I actually wrote my definite chief aim and I, my definite chief aim is to help 100 million people create financial freedom by the year 2035. Um, you know, and I wrote that in 2015. You know, it's about five, five, five years ago, about to be six years ago now. Um, and you know, when I started that goal, you know, it was like it was like a you know, 100 million people, people with like a lot of people around me at that time was like that. You know, it, it, they were uncomfortable even to hear the goal. You know, and it's like that's one thing I want to tell people is like you should make goals to make other people uncomfortable. You know, because it's like, you know, and then you build a new network that actually believes in those goals with you. You know, um, so so I started on this, and I mean, within four months, I actually you know started learning how to blog and you know, create uh, websites and, and actually started my first company, which was called Financial Freedom Creator. And obviously that came from wanting to create financial freedom for people with my definite chief aim. So got a lot of mentors that were telling me, you know, help others pay their bills and your bills will disappear. So I started thinking, okay, so, you know, this, this kind of rhetoric of, you know, you help enough people get their dreams and your dreams will come true. You know, you, you help enough people get what they want. You can have anything that you that, that you want. Um, so I started thinking, OK, well, who's got bills in my community? And at that time, I thought, well, business owners, they got bills and they got money. Right. So I was like, well, how can I help business owners? Well, they got bills. So if I got to help them pay their bills. So I was like, all right. Well, if I could help them pay their bills, well, I got to get a copy of it. Right. How am I going to help them? So what I did is. I organized a system to get a copy of people's bills. And what I did with those bills is actually, I went around to all the different suppliers in the area of that particular service. And I told the, you know, the supplier of that service, I told them, Hey, I'll make sure that these guys go with you. If you can get them a better quality service for less money. Um, and they, and then pay us every single month, they pay their bill. So the whole system cost nobody any money and it was building passive income. Cause that's another thing that Harvecker got me to realize is that, you know, I didn't need a billion dollars, you know, a billion dollars is nice. What I really needed is enough passive income, enough money coming in that covered my expenses. You know, if I could make enough money coming in that would cover my expenses, well, then I'd have financial freedom. So, so I, um, you know, started creating this system of creating passive income with light bills and gas bills and, and uh, telecom bills and merchant processing bills and just helping business owners save money, you know. I helped, uh, you know, I just, one of the first businesses I helped was a small, small pizzeria. I helped save them like seven, eight hundred, nine hundred bucks a month, something like that. And uh, it didn't cost them nothing. And, you know, and then you, you do good things for people. I mean, then they introduce you to other people, you know. They were just a small little restaurant, but they sold the pasta sauce into a bunch of big grocery stores, you know. So then they introduced me to all these people and we ended up having all these grocery store chains and, you know, a lot of good things started happening. And how I was able to make that business success, the the financial freedom created successful was using social media. So, you know, I started thinking this was before people were doing social media for businesses. 
I started thinking, well, if I did this for myself, um, imagine if I did it for someone else that was actually already got a good business going on, what would happen? You know, so I started doing social media for businesses and, um, you know, and that was like really before that was even a thing. Um, one thing led to another and actually caught the attention of some people in uh, Beverly Hills that were very successful business people that wanted to be famous on social media. They heard what I've been doing and they wanted to meet me. So I came here on a three, I came to LA originally on a three day business trip. And then I uh, actually never left. Um, we ended up doing business with them and um, a bunch of other different people in Hollywood and really helped a lot of people grow large engaged audiences on social media. It's been a pretty awesome ride. And uh, because of, you know, what we've done on the social media end of things, you know, we've been able to uh, really turn that into now where we've been helping so many different artists and actors, actresses. And now we actually have a distribution company where we actually distribute um, music and different royalty assets, um, you know, and we, and we help artists make money on their on their stuff. And so we help a bunch of different businesses market, monetize and, you know, and I just do what I love to do, man. I love helping people. And, you know, I just, I, I'm just a very service mindset and mentality. And I just try to, you know, service the many that leads to greatness. So I try to use as, and try to get as many skills as I can get and, and build a team who's also very skilled and then, you know, see how many people we can serve and just serve as many people as we can, you know, unfortunately we can't serve everybody, but, you know, we try to try to do it the best we can, you know what I mean? And you'd be amazed at what you can do over five, 10 20 years you know no absolutely and you'll get there you will get to serving every single person on planet earth one day of course that's the goal that's the goal i thought uh i thought it was interesting because you started this by saying or in the beginning not the start but it's Mm -hmm. it's interesting because we talked about this on our phone call last time um it's Mm -hmm. simple things that the successful people say or you know the successful population that we often overlook Maybe because mm-hmm. it seems so simple, and and at the time you were, you know, you were a knucklehead, a self-proclaimed knucklehead, and you wanted to write the rules of success instead of just taking what's available to you as a resource, and just emulating it. So, yeah. why? When did this happen? Where you had that mental shift where you were like, you know what, I'm going to listen to this shit. Like, well, there was a couple of different things. It was it was Jim, you know, I was reading books like also the uh, Richest Man of Babylon, and uh, he touches on some key things in there. He, you know, he says. Um, you know, don't consult the brick maker about jewels, consult the jeweler about jewels and the brick maker about bricks, you know, and, and for a long time, I was bringing jewels and I was asking brick makers their opinion, you know, so I, st- I had to stop doing that, you know, like, I mean, even when I was doing the social media stuff early on, I was asking people, hey, like, what do you think about this? Could this actually be a business, you know, and like, no one saw it, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, I had to really just believe in what I was doing was right and was good, you know? So you, you got to really just like, you know, and, and like you touched on when it comes to, you know, simple things that work are simple, you know? And simple is, is I guess, I think it gets confused because like simple and easy are used so much together. But in reality, simple isn't easy. You know, simple is actually hard. It's hard to be simple, right? To simplify something down to its most, you know, quintessential form, you know. And um, complex is easy, you know. You, you want to complex the hell out of something that's really easy to do, you know. But making something simple is 
Sim- sim- simplicity is the is the key and the goal, and that's why simplicity and being and, and purpose and and definiteness of purpose and actually figuring out what you're here to do and what you want to accomplish and just writing that down. No matter how big it is, no matter how crazy it is sounds right now, just coming up with that is like a great way to get going. You know, until that point, you know, I've been fortunate enough to actually witness. The, the change in others now, you know, and, and I've noticed the biggest change when I see when people actually change is when they write that down, when they write down what their definite G fame is, when they get very clear. And then the beautiful thing about that is if you're super clear on it, you know what that helps everyone else get clear on it. You know, now other people know what your definite G fame is. So if, if they know what it is, they can then help you. You know what I'm saying? Like people cannot help you if you're not clear. There's plenty of people in this world that actually want to help you, but but they can't waste time, energy, and effort, and they, they can't get you clear. You know what I'm saying? So really clarity and simplicity is important. We want to simplify everything, you know, and we want to be very clear at to what we're trying to accomplish. You know, a lot of people, they, they think if they do this thing that they're going to get this thing. But it's like, no, why? They're not related. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you go for that thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people think if they get famous, they're going to get rich. That's not true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you want to get attention for your brand and whatnot. It's beneficial. But just just, just getting attention isn't going to be a byproduct of money. You have to serve people. You get the attention so then you can serve them. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then getting rich is a byproduct of service and, and, and organizing a distribution of, of, a, of a solution. So, you know, you got to be very clear because you're going to get what you're after. The thing is, is a lot of times people are focused on what they don't want and that's why they get it, you know, and that's what, you know, Harv and Jim got me to see too, is that, you know, I was spending a lot of my life focusing on all the things I didn't want, you know, and, and, and then I was getting them and there was, so I was actually, I was creating my own world. It just wasn't what I really wanted to see because I didn't get clear on what I wanted to see. You know, so and when the clearer you get, the universe actually wants to help you, you know, actually achieve it. So you you want to you want to identify those things and you want to remove those non-supportive beliefs because we all have these non-supportive beliefs that keep us from actually achieving what we want to achieve. And when we remove these mental blocks and we replace our non-supportive beliefs with supportive ones magic happens because now we see the world different and now our reality is actually changing because our beliefs support us you know and 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 that's very difficult you know it's easier to say than do especially early on i'm just telling you that it works and and you know it's probably gonna be a lot of people in your current life that maybe will think that you're maybe like looking at the world with rose-colored glasses or something and you know they don't understand that you know but like that like expectation supersedes reality what we expect to happen supersedes what actually does happen for, you know, and, and I mean, I can break this down scientifically for you, for the scientific folks, you know, is that it takes time for your eye to process the light. Okay. So there's a break in the frame. Your brain is filling in the black part with what it expects to see in the next frame. Okay. So like I expect to wake up to a view like this every day. And that's why I do. That's a green screen, by the way. It's a good one, isn't it? It's super real. <laughs> so, uh, so, so yeah, expectation supersedes reality. 
you know. So what we expect that what we expect to see, we're actually going to see. So if we have this mentality and belief set of like, I got bad luck, well, guess what? That's all you're gonna see. And you're gonna experience that, you know what I'm saying? Like we all got bad luck, we all got good luck, you know what I'm saying? But what we focus on grows, you know what I'm saying? So we don't wanna feed our energies into things that we don't want and into experiences we don't want. So clarity of how we're going to serve others is and, and, and how many people we wanna serve and what we wanna serve them with and what do we want in return. See, that's the thing, too. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want in return. The universe wants to give you that, you know. Um, you know, my dad actually told me this growing up, and I really like this, is he said there's there's no nobility in poverty, you know. And uh, and because I, I think a lot of times it gets sold to us in a lot of our communities that, um, you know, it's, it's noble to be poor, you know, or it's bad. Everyone that got money somehow screwed someone or got over on somebody or is taking advantage of people. And in reality, it comes down to serving people. Now, certain people serve people in different ways, but it's not how you serve them. It's how many you're serving. You know what I'm saying? Like Facebook, for instance, it's just connecting people that already know each other. That's a service, but it's doing it for a billion people. That's why it's worth so much money. So it's not necessarily how much you serve people, you know, you could take care of like three people and you take care of everything. You feed them, you, you clothe them, you, you know what I mean? But it's like, that's not going to lead to greatness and that's not going to create wealth for yourself. You know, it's like a tiny service, you know, like or, or, or a big service, but just you want to do it for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? If you want, you want a million dollars, find a way to serve a million people, you know, and <clears throat> best place to start people are like well how do i serve people well best place to start is like you've definitely solved the problem for yourself think about a problem that you solved for yourself and then start solving it for other people <laughs> and then organize a system that solves it for other people see i didn't get into social media to make money okay like every like there's so many people i think kind of because like my brand and other people's brands like with this stuff is like they seen my success and they think oh well i get in social media i'm gonna get rich too and it's like it's not, it's not about that. See, I didn't get into social media for money. I got into it because it was a problem I solved for myself. So I solved the problem first for myself. And then I was like, oh shit, this really was a problem that I had. And it, made, it took me from obscurity and took me out of obscurity and made my life a lot better. Well, shit, if I do that for other people, well, that, that's going to benefit them. So that's what I did. It wasn't to make money. It was because it was a problem for myself. And then I saw the further people, even though at the time it didn't look like, like it wasn't even a serious thing. Majority of people were like, I had, I had a merchant processing business and other businesses that were considered like legitimate businesses. Social media was not a legitimate business. It was, it was something that kids do, you know what I mean? 16 year olds around social media. It wasn't a, it wasn't a legitimate thing at the time, but I believed in it because it was a problem I solved for myself. So one thing I can encourage everyone that's watching this is, You've solved special problems for yourself, or you know someone who solved the problem for you. Even if you haven't solved the problem for yourself, you know someone who solved the problem for you. And you can create additional income and cash flow for yourself by either solving that problem that you've solved for yourself or introducing your friend who solved the problem for you, introducing that person to another person will also generate you cash flow. So you don't necessarily need to be solving all the problems. You can actually just introduce people to the solutions of people that are reliable and that'll actually generate cash flow too. So like you want to make more money, just solve more problems. And then I just focus on what problems you like solving. 
And that's the beautiful thing about it. It's just you, you get to choose, you know? It's not for me to tell you. It's not for your mom to tell you. It's not for your dad to tell you. You know, no one would have been able to tell me, hey, bro, you should start a social media business. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I started that, no one would have been able to see that. That would have been stupid to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, start a social media business. You know what I mean? Like, but it actually was the best time to do that because it didn't even exist yet. You know, so it's like, that's obviously the time to do it, but it seems like not the time when it is the time, you know what I mean? And, and that's when, you know, even like Bitcoin's perfect example, man, I was telling everybody at 9,000 just a couple months ago, uh, bye, bye, bye. Now this shit's at 19,000, you know, but everybody at the time, everybody 9,000, they're like, oh, it's going down. It's yada, yada, yada. Like I, I knew I seen it happen a million times. I knew that it was going up and I was telling everybody it was going up. And, and, but that's the thing when, when, when the majority is saying, you know, it, when you tell someone your idea and majority of people say it's a dumb idea or it's not going to work, that's the, that do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like when, 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 when you tell some, when you tell majority of people your idea and they think it's a great idea that you're already too late. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you already missed the boat on that one. So like, and that's kind of a counterintuitive, but a lot of things in life are counterintuitive, you know, in general, like you want to be selling when everyone else is buying, you know, and you want to be buying when everyone else is selling. So that's very counterintuitive in general, you know? You know, and but that's like when you're talking about like in, in investing your capital and growing your capital once you've created enough cash flow to take care of your needs and, and all the all the things that you want to take care of, and you got extra money that you then invest to then multiply your money and make your money make you money. You know, um, you know, I think a lot of times, like even early on, I thought like you could just earn enough money. You know what I'm saying? But it's like you can't like there's not an amount that like you like you need to know what to do with money you know what i'm saying like just earning it is not enough that's one step and that's good step and and you look like way better off than everyone else like when you learn how to make money which is serving many people once again you make money by serving many people how you serve them that's up to you figure it out but just serve many people and you make a lot of money um once you master the art of making money, it becomes easy. Money flows to you easily and effortlessly. That's a great affirmation. Money flows to me easily and effortlessly. My inner world creates my outer world, right? So when when money starts flowing to you easily and effortlessly, as it sure will, right, you got to find out something to do with it now. And you got to put it somewhere where it's going to grow and multiply for you. And a lot of times, honestly, the things that you think, like, like the things that you actually are the smart moves to make, majority of people would tell you that's stupid <laughs> you know so it's like you know so it's like you don't you like you just got to kind of listen to your inner heart and do things for the right reasons you know what i mean and and, and invest in things you believe in you know at the end of the day like you know and like you know like a lot of people can make money on something but if you don't believe in it don't get involved in it you know what i'm saying there's plenty of opportunities in this world and if you take advantage of one opportunity it's not necessarily just that you're, you're missing out on another opportunity. You know what I mean? There's only so much time and so much space. So leave your options open and then take advantage of the opportunities that are for you. 
You know what I'm saying? You don't need to chase down crypto. You don't need to chase down fucking uh, uh, Forex. You don't need to learn how to flip money in some crazy scheme. Like, you know, you don't got to do fraud and you don't got to do all this stuff, man. You just got to solve problems. You know what I'm saying? Straight up, man. And, and the problem can be simple. The problem can be complex. Don't make a difference. Just solve a problem for people that they actually is in demand, that have a problem that they actually need. Everyone thinks about a business. They're like, I got a good idea for a business. That right there, the bad place to start. Okay. A good idea for a business. There's no good idea for a business. There's a good solution. You know, there's a problem that people have that I would like to solve. That's a good business. You know what I'm saying? Everybody thinks, oh, I got this next, I got the next genius idea. It's like, what problem does it solve? You know what I'm saying? And if you can't say it in like 30 seconds or like even shorter, like a, a line, like if you can't say what you do, then then you need to get clearer on that. You know what I'm saying? You know, so, let me, let me jump in here. Cause obviously you have a lot of different business ventures that you've built up money is literally flowing to you effortlessly, like you're saying, mm -hmm. affirmation. So I want to zoom in on the social media. Because mm -hmm. you jumped, and this is fascinating, because you jumped on this before it got big, before social media got big, and you saw a problem that you could solve before mm -hmm. social media in itself was a popular solution, let's say. So mm -hmm. where did this come from? Where did you find this? What's going on here? I, I just got to get filled in, because this is unbelievable. So, I mean, it really came down to, man, I come from a place where there's like a lot of crabs in a bucket. It's hard to get people to believe in something. Like everyone's very skeptical. So at the time, Twitter was a platform where people like, even the news was talking about Twitter and like Twitter gave you this kind of like, um, I don't know, authority in a way. Okay. So I, when I saw that kind of like happening in the world that Twitter was giving you this kind of authority, right? I was like, man. I need to get some authority so people will fucking listen. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so I started, I just, I mean, I just didn't sleep, man. You know what I mean? I had freaking, you know what I mean? I started off just following, unfollowing people. I think everyone's kind of been there, man. And, you know, I started off doing that on like, a, you know, it was my personal Twitter account turned into my Twitter fan page. I think that page still is like following like 30,000 people, you know, that doesn't have my accident. And I didn't even have any like, real tech skills at the time. So those all manual, you know what I mean? Like my LinkedIn shit, I got, I got 20 something thousand connections on LinkedIn and that was built all by sending manual invites. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, there was a lot of sweat equity early on of just like connecting, going hard, creating content. I was creating these memes uh, with positive affirmations. It did a good job of like brainwashing me with all the really good positive quotes and how I wanted to live my life. And then I also put luxurious things and different views and how, what things I wanted to experience, watches and clothes and you know, all these different kind of things. And I understand the subconscious mind. So I wanted to see these positive words and I wanted to see these things that I, this lifestyle that I wanted because life's all about lifestyle. And so, you know, so when it came to that, it was, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I had to use social media to build this in, influence, you know, it was like build influence. I actually own that trademark. And that's like what Avisite's motto is, is because that's what I, I kind of coined that, that phrase, build influence. No one was even that. How long do you own that? Uh, for for a while, like I gotta stop saying it. No, 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 no. You can say it as long as you want. Man. You, you, you go go ahead. You can use it. But you no, know, I I just I just create market because you know um um because like I mean we were always using that word and, and like and 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 influence. It was like it was interesting actually. When I was thinking about it, actually, you know what's funny? I was actually uh 
when I thought about it originally, I was going to actually use get influence. And, when, and I was talking to a friend about it. She, she was like, nah, build influence. And, and yeah, so build influence. So I think, you know, if we went with get influence, it'd be funny because I think maybe maybe more people be using the word get influence instead of build influence. But uh, that's neither here nor there. But the, um, so when it comes to this whole building influence thing, I, I needed to do it for myself because no one would listen. So I started just taking the information that I was learning, good information from Jim, T.R. Becker, Napoleon Hill, soaking it up, soaking it up, learning, learning, learning. And I was taking that information because I didn't know the finance. I didn't know how to create financial freedom, but I knew these dudes did. Right. So I took that information and I started sharing it, sharing it, sharing it, giving value because a lot of people, there was nowhere to get this value at the time. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to start putting it out and I'm going to share the stuff, the good stuff that helps me. I find something that works for me. I'm going to share it with others. And I started doing that, started sharing it, started sharing that stuff. And I mean, that's really where, uh, you know, it all started. And then once I developed a large audience from doing that, I, I then realized the value that I that I kind of foresaw that would happen like for whatever reason. Um, and then there was also another time too, like kind of in the middle of this was like when kind of Instagram took over from Twitter. I also like, that was another good kind of move on my part is like, I was really focused on Twitter. And then like, right when the kind of like, I was like, like I was right on this trend. Actually, I even look back at the Google trends and you can see where Instagram t- crosses Twitter and like a month or two right before that, like kind of phenomenon happened. I was already kind of on Instagram and I was able to kind of take advantage of that. I wasn't on Instagram like super early. I didn't get on Instagram till like 2016. Um, but, but I already had a lot of skills and I already had a solid, decent audience from Twitter. Um, and I just worked really hard on it and I really focused on that. And actually I didn't do Instagram originally because I looked at it as being easy. I could have been on Instagram in 2013, you know, but I looked at it being too easy. And I liked that Twitter was hard and that the news, you know, they never said your Instagram on the news back in 2015, you know, they said your, your, your Twitter, you know, it's always the Twitter little bird and shit. So it was like, that was like the thing. So I was like, you know, but then, but, and I guess, you know, that's another thing I think people can learn kind of from my story as I retell this is, that you, you got to be clear as where you're going, right? Of what you're actually trying to accomplish, how you're serving people, but then be fluent in how you're doing it. Don't be too rigid. You know what I'm saying? Evolve, adapt, you know, like I was really focused on Twitter and that was working out good for me, but then Instagram was the way to go, you know? And, but you also don't want to be too, you know what I mean? You don't want to be too flaky either because you got to really double down on what you're doing. That's why I'm saying that's why you want to be clear at the overall objective of how you're serving, what you're doing, what value you want to provide. And yeah, so it was just, you know, it came down to Harv, Harv T. Harv Ecker was just telling me, you know, um, you know, solve a problem for yourself and then organize a system that, that distributes the solution. You know, and then and then when I saw that problem on the social media shit, I was like, well, no one's doing this. So I was like, why don't I start doing it? There's way better business owners than myself. And I was able to make a business successful off of Twitter. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, fuck it. Why don't I start doing this for the auto body down the street? You know, and it just one thing led to another, you know. That's crazy. No, and so, you know, I went and one, one, one good thing that I thought about, you know, in general, this is how I just started. I, I went to the phone book right with the social media thing i went to the phone book with a buddy and we went through the ads and we figured anyone that's spending money on a phone book ad they had money for social media you know what i'm saying so we just went out to the people that had big ads in the phone book and was like hey bro just you need to stop spending that bread over there and you just start spending it with us and 
you know, it should work out. Uh, they're a warm lead. They qualified themselves as a, as a uh, warm lead when they were spending money on the phone book. That's funny. But yeah. So, and that's interesting too, because I mean, I'm we're both young enough to remember the Bluebird Twitter. It was all the talk, and then all of a sudden Instagram. Yeah. And like to your point, it seemed too simple, right? It was just pictures. That's all it is. And you're like, what the hell? And then well, that's where success comes from. You know, that's why everyone's on it. You know, not every not everyone can even be on. Uh, you know, Twitter, because it's just like, they don't know how to use it. It's too complicated, you know, posting pictures, everyone can do, you know. So, um, but, you know, Twitter does have its value. It just has it in a different way. Um, and it's not, it, it's, it's, it's used different for news, media, that kind of thing, as far as uh, our public personas and digital realm, like Instagram is definitely the platform, like, no, like amongst people, especially like, no one asks like, what's your Twitter? You know what I'm saying? Like anytime where you go to the bar, when we used to go to bars before uh, this COVID thing, you know, what do people say, man? They say, what's your Instagram? You know what I mean? No one wants to know. People don't ask what your freaking TikTok is. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe these 12 year olds do, but you know, I mean, in general, uh, you know, people are asking, they don't ask what your YouTube channel is, you know? And so, you know, I just like, you know, I think it's, that's, you know, that's, where I want to come back to again, because this is like the most important thing. And I think because it's so simple, people overlook it. It really comes down to serving people. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you want to make your life better. Whatever problem you got can be solved by solving enough problems for other people. Okay? You solve enough problems for other people, all those problems that you got can be solved for yourself, you know? So, you know, and then people are thinking, you know, a lot of times I know even with the mindset I was at at the time, it's like, well, shit, how can I help other people pay their bills? I can't even pay my own. You know, that's the trick. You know, the trick of it is that by being self selfless in that way, like I had no money, but yet I went out to restaurants in my neighborhood and I tried helping them save money on their bills. And somehow I wound up here. You know, that's where it started started where I, I didn't have a car you know my car got repossessed <laughs> you know like I like you know like I like and I, but I didn't need any of that stuff all that stuff was an illusion a lot of stuff was keeping me from my actual dreams what I wanted to accomplish you know I, I think a lot of people equate a car to freedom you know and, and in a lot of ways a car was limiting my freedom you know my shit getting repossessed is probably the best thing that ever happened to me but even at that point you know like you know, people be worried about their bills. Like I didn't had no way of paying my, for my cell phone bill. Like, you know, I was pretty much at the last, like down to my last pennies and I'm out there knocking on doors, figuring out how I can help business owners save on their bills. And just letting y'all know by doing that, it just opened up a lot of doors, met a lot of different people, a lot of different avenues. And it's just like, I never expected, like, I mean, I guess I did, I, I knew things were going to go good. I always had like this optimism, but it's like, if you would have told me by this point in my life that things would be like this, I, man, I would have said you're crazy as shit. You know what I mean? But it, it just started with helping people. You know what I mean? Like, how can I help other people create financial freedom? And that was enough to just you know, you just take one step and another step. I mean, was it easy? Fuck no. Was there no challenges? Absolutely not. There's been matches, there's always challenges. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's ups and there's downs with everything. But when you have clarity in where you're headed and what you're here to accomplish, it just goes a lot smoother. The universe can help you, you know? So just get clear of how many people you want to serve, what you want to serve them with, 
and what do you want in return and when will you have it done by you know that's that's key what do you want in return like we were saying before there's no nobility no nobility and poverty you know it's like you can only get wealthy by serving a bunch of people and i mean wealthy beyond dollars you know like because you can get money by scamming people and doing squirrely shit but then you always got to look over your shoulder and you always gotta you know what i mean like you can't use the money you can't invest the, you know what i mean like so you, you can maybe get some money but you really can't play this game by screwing people you gotta you gotta serve people you gotta have that service mentality you know so i think if there's anything that anyone can take away from our talk here today is just like service man how am i serving people you know and, and we're all a brand you know so it's like build a reputation for doing something doesn't matter what it is but you're a brand so brand yourself where people think oh joe joe does this you know what i'm saying and it's like and, and if you can build that and anyone can do that especially over five ten years you can build a reputation for yourself so build good reputation for yourself of being that person that does X, Y, Z, you know what I'm saying? And if you do that, you're only going to have a lot of success in life. You're going to experience all the things you want, all those things you want to buy and all the byproducts, all that stuff. You know, a lot of times I think another thing is, you know, people set goals and they're like, I want to buy a Lamborghini. And it's like, yeah, that's cool and all, but there's not enough emotion in that to really get you going. You know what I'm saying? Like if you want the Lamborghini, you can get the Lamborghini, bro. Just how many people are you going to serve for it? You know what I'm saying? Like, how many people? I'm going to serve a million people. I'm going to buy a Lamborghini. I'm going to serve 100,000. I'm going to serve 10,000. I don't give a shit. Just get serving. And the universe doesn't care either. They just want you to get clear. Write it down. They want to help you. I'm going to serve 10,000 people doing X, Y, Z, and I want a Lambo. You know? Or I want the bus down for tech. You know? Flash. There you go. So, and when you got... It should be paying me, by the way, giving them too much. Giving them too much juice. Yeah, no kidding. This is a lot of airtime, right? If they're watching it, protect. They gotta hit me up, man. Be yeah. A, hey, it's a good brand sponsor. One. Is <laughs> but no. So, and it's funny that you bring all the materialistic things up because we talked about last time too. It's it's oftentimes when you have the end goal in mind of a Lambo or a Patek, whatever it is, you'll probably get there. Human nature is to get there, and then you're just left unfulfilled, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, because, you know, even if you do end up getting it, that's the challenge. And that's why I say, like, most people won't have enough motivation. But some people are really, like, they're, like, emotionally charged by physical things. And, 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 and they will get it. But the challenge is, is, and it comes down to the emotional charge, once again, too. you got to be really inspired by this. Like, if you're really tapped in, yeah, you'll get it. But the thing is that when you do get it, it's, you know, you're doing it because you think that's going to make you happy. That thing's going to make you happy and that thing's not going to make you happy and it's going to be another thing that's going to make you happy and another thing and another thing and it's like happiness comes from within it's an internal thing and it's a choice you know like when things you know when these things happen you know there's oh, we decide how to respond you know what happens happens to everybody you know love and hate is the same frequency just different degrees of the same vibration you know so when it comes to understanding that is that we can actually transmute hate into love because it's the same thing. So we are the transmuter. We transmute darkness into light. And that's actually our purpose in being. If you're ever curious about actually really knowing what we're here for, we're here for, right? It's not me telling you. This is a higher power that told me this. It's our, our purpose in being is to 
convert and transmute darkness into light. Okay, we're here to transmute darkness into light. And the reason being is because darkness transmuted into light is light of the light. Okay, it's a supreme light. So that's our purpose in being. And so with that being said, you know, hot and cold, those are the same, the same frequency, just different degrees of the same vibration. We are experiencing the hot and the cold. You know, I think there's another principle too. the, you know, the pendulum, it swings both ways. You know, the swing to the swing to the left is equal to the distance to swing to the right. Okay. Now our events are like the pendulum in our life. They bounce like this. Now, sometimes people will act out of fear. They say, I don't want X, Y, Z to happen. So I'm going to do such and such. And then by doing such and such, they actually created X, Y, Z to happen. See, sometimes no action is better than no act and better than a action. You know what I'm saying? Like no action is sometimes better than a action. Sometimes you just want to step back, you know, because you can hit the pendulum and it can swing back or you can catch the pendulum and stop it from moving. You know what I'm saying? So it's like how we experience the world is how we choose to experience the world. And on your point there, Love and hate, same frequency, darkness and light, positivity, negativity. Yes. I talked about this last time as well. But darkness and light are the same thing. So, yeah, same thing, different frequencies, correct? Yeah. Yeah, is that that actually in in the end, even the darkness will will become light. Like, out, out of the darkness comes light. Got it. So, with that being said, I feel like the easier thing to do is to look at the negatives or to hold on to the negatives or to be scared. Oh yeah. It, it is easier. Yeah, for sure. It definitely is easier. And, and if we do what's easy, life will be hard. If we do what's hard, life will be easy. And why it just, why, why is it so hard then? Explain to me why humanity has such a hard time with this. Well, you know, all right. You know, this is the best way it's been explained to me is that man is a star bound to a body. Okay. And only through struggle and toiling thy utmost shall the star within us bloom out in new life. So like only through, and also another axiom is that earth must resist man, else man exists not. So like man strives off of this challenge, off of, um, like if things are too easy, we feel unfulfilled. There's this, like, like you have to essentially like nothing worthwhile is really easy at the end of the day. It's like, you need a challenge. And if, and if, and if we don't have one, we'll actually create these challenges in our life. Like, you know, we'll actually sabotage ourselves because like life's too easy in a way, like, cause it's pretty easy to get what you want. Like when you tap into it, and, and that's what kind of makes people depressed too, is like when, you know, people get wealthy or they get the things they're after and then they're sad and shit. It's like, how could they be sad? They're rich, but it's like, because they, they, they did it for those wrong reasons. And they're not like actually tapped into that. Like those things are not going to make you happy. Those are just experiences and experiences are nice to have. And that's what we're here to do in this third dimension is have experiences, but that's not the only reason we're here. And this is not the only thing like we cannot get too attached to experiences because we are not our experiences. I think one of the most profound things I, I realized myself was I realized that 
we aren't our experiences and we aren't the things we do. We aren't the things that we accomplish. We aren't, those, those are just things that we experience, but those things are not us. We are some, we, it's like, it's like, if you do that kind of thing where you say, I am a plumber, right. And you really think that's who you are, right. That's like using an apple to describe a star. See what I'm saying? Like, we're not any of those things. Like, even when you say I'm a father or I'm a, we're not, no, that you're experiencing being a father. That's not who you are. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, we got to get really clear at who we actually are, you know? And it's like, and if we are clear actually who we are, we walk a lot different, you know? We talk a lot different and our goals are a lot different, you know, because like we're here to, we, we can't, the, the, this experience in this third dimension called life is a very rare experience. I mean, there's a solid amount of us, but it's it's like it's we're very lucky to be here, and we came here for a very special purpose. Now, a lot of us might not remember why we actually came here. Maybe it's somewhere foggy in the back of our mind. It might not be very clear, and we might be like trying to think about it, like what do I, I got to try to remember, or like what gifts did God give me? Yada yada yada, right? And what I find fascinating is that God only gave us one gift, right? He gave us the gift of choice. And really, you don't have to remember shit. You just got to choose what you want to do. And you got to stop worrying about the judgment of, you know, Sally next door and George and Bob and my mom and my dad. And what's my sister going to say if I do this? And it's like, no, nah, bro, just do it. Fuck, fuck all the noise. You know what I'm saying? If if you're serving people and it's positive and you're doing it for the right reasons, it doesn't matter what anyone else says. You know what I'm saying? Just do it and just do it. Build the equity and good things will happen. You know, so I think that's what it comes down to is that a lot of those things that we're called to do that we want to choose and declare like this is who I am. Right. Is like like why we don't why a lot of people don't do that like initial leap to do that i think is because they're they got all this subconscious judgmental stuff of like oh well yeah what would they say if i say i do this or i'm that or that and it's just like fuck all that like be who you want to be like this is who you want to be now just start doing it like every master was once a disaster the only way to get good at anything is by doing it you know why i'm really good at social media because i put a lot more hours in than everyone else, okay? When everyone else was at the bar, fucking, you know, singing karaoke, I was at home fucking following, unfollowing people. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and, and that's why I got good at it. There's no secret, you know? The secret to getting good is doing it, you know? And by the way, so right here, you're sitting here with LA in your background, you got jewelry, you got everything that everybody wants when they start out, that's people's angles. And you just said, you'd, you'd start out literally following and unfollowing people. And people will sit there sometimes and be paralyzed by the process. They always want to know how to start. You literally just said the most basic thing. And people look at that and they're like, no, there's no way that's the starting point. It's too easy. <laughs> yeah. Know what I mean? But you're literally doing that. That's why you're there. It's action. Just take the action. Just take the action. Yeah, exactly, bro. Like, hey, I just did it. I just, I just, you know, I put in a lot of energy and into that space and, and did it and I just did the work and then and then obviously you find better ways to do it and you grow and you come across this and that and you learn this and then you build a team and then you start hiring smart people and start building different stuff to you know but yeah it all starts with fucking following and following your couch on a fucking Tuesday afternoon when you, you're trying to figure out how to eat you know what I'm saying like isn't it there's no other way around it like they, they just do the work you know what I'm saying do the work but do the work with 
clear intentions and clear goals in mind. I wasn't just following and following people for the fuck of it. I was following and following people because I was trying to help a hundred million people create financial freedom for themselves. That's what I was doing. And I was, I'm, I'm serious about it. And I, I'm that ass serious. And that, and that, and that goal has completely changed my life. And, and I think that that one goal has changed my life more than anything. You know, it's, it's, and that's where I want to reiterate to everybody that a definiteness of purpose is the most important thing you can get is, is and then, and then and intertwine your definiteness of purpose with your service of how you're going to serve many people because service to many leads to greatness. Like all this noise and all this rhetoric and all the, all the BS of who's president, yada, yada, yada. Like none of that matters. If you serve a bunch of people and you do right for a bunch of people, no one can touch you. Okay, period. And all those people that you like think that you want to be in touch with, right? Those people will come to you. If you have a lot of value, everyone that you want to meet will eventually come to you because they want your value. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I, I've been in so many rooms that like I quote unquote don't belong in. And the reason why I'm, I'm in those rooms is because they got what I want. Some of them might not even like me all that much. I'm kind of loud. I peacock it. You know what I mean? I make motherfuckers feel some type of way. You know what I mean? But I'm there because I'm dangling around. Because they they want they want what I got. You know what I'm saying? It's the value. You know what I'm saying? It's- no one can take away all that work. You know what I'm saying? They can't. They like you know. I mean, they can hate you all they want, but if you do the work, they can't stop you. You know what I'm saying? And they're going to have to fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? So just do the work and that's undeniable, you know? So don't, so there's no shortcut, you know, that's the shortcut is do the fucking work, you know, instead of dicking around right now, do the work, you know what I'm saying? And and what is the work? The work that you want to do. Like, that's the beauty of it. Like what work? Like the work, you know what I'm saying? Like you choose the work, you know what I'm saying? That's the beautiful thing about it. Like you choose it. Like I, like, I don't want you to do anything you don't want to do. I don't do that. And I don't suggest anyone else does that either. Shit. Hire someone else that wants to do that shit. Have them do what you don't want to do. Right. No, and you can't, you can't complain. You can't sit there and complain. And you just said, okay, so there's BS going on, right? There's COVID. Yeah. Presidential election yeah. shit. Some yeah. people will just let that get to them and just disrupt their entire life change their entire yeah. reality when really you're the well because they got an excuse some people are looking for excuses other people are using this as an opportunity to really start their own thing you know what i mean so um you know it's kind of twofold man i mean everybody's kind of pushed the online now too so it's making online like even better i mean from a digital marketing perspective business has never been better but it wasn't like i didn't get into it for that you know what i'm saying it's like like the thing is is like when you when you do things for the right reasons, you'll start seeing that the universe ends up helping you out in a lot of unforeseen ways. You know what I mean? Like you, you start stacking the deck in your favor where a lot of good things are happening. And it's like, and that's how you can end up moving mountains. And it's like, you know, you, you, you moved a mountain and people were like, well, how the hell did you move the mountain? And it's like, well, cause you got really clear. You know what I mean? You got clear of why you wanted to move it. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, everyone's so caught up in how do I move it? How do I move the mountain? And it's like, you know how you move it? You know how you move it? You figure out a big enough reason why. If you got a big enough reason why to move it, you'll figure out the how. The how is easy at that point. You know what I mean? Everybody's trying to figure out the how. How am I going to get rich? How am I going to do that? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And the reason why you don't know how is because you don't have a big enough reason why. Okay? So if you want to succeed, 
get a bunch of lists of reasons to do well. Okay, the more reasons you got to do well, the better it is. Majority of people aren't having success because they just don't have enough reasons to succeed. Okay, that's it at the end of the day, you know, and make goals that don't just include you, make goals that are bigger than you, make goals that are for the world. You know what I'm saying? You tell me the universe and God isn't going to help you do a, 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 a good thing for a bunch of people that, that he created. You know what I'm saying? That the universe created. Like I say, hey, I want to come through and I want to help all these millions of billions of people. And he's going to be like, no, nah, I'm not going to help you with that. He's going to fucking help you with it. He wants to help you, but he can't help you if you're not clear. That's the thing. You got to get clear and then everyone will help you. I'll help you. Hit me up with your definite chief aim and be like, hey, man, it's my goal to do X, Y, Z. And we'll get it slapping. You know what I mean? But you know how many people actually have it that clear? Fucking few. You know what I'm saying? You can count them on one hand. You know what I'm saying? It's like the people that got clear, clear definite chief aims, this is like people like Steve Jobs, right? Steve Jobs, his definite chief aim was to put a computer in your pocket. And they laughed at him. They absolutely Yeah, I'm sure they did laugh at him. And then, yeah, computer in your pocket. At that time, he was saying that. People were like, how the fuck are you going to do that? You're crazy shit. But you see how clear that is? Computer, pocket. Computer, pocket. I mean, that's pretty fucking clear. And it's like two words. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Bill Gates. Say what you want about him. I don't really – I think he's doing probably a bunch of extra shit. But he had some some clear goals, okay? It was, I want to put a PC in everyone's house. Boom! PC is in everybody's house rich as fuck okay it's like so it's not like you don't gotta like you know when when you know when i know someone's got a bad business idea and they say here let me tell you about my business idea (laughs) you know what i'm saying because like if it was a good idea you would have just told me it and you would have been able to tell me in two words you know what i'm saying but like when people get all amped up like here let me tell you about this great idea and then they go on for 45 minutes explaining it to you it's like that fucking thing's never going to work, bro. How are we going to market that to anybody? It took you 45 minutes in the elevator to tell me about, you know, X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? It's like so So start with the end in mind. You know what I'm saying? It's like simplicity is the goal, right? Clear simplicity of, hey, I serve people doing this. This is how many people I choose to serve over the time of X, Y, Z. And I would, I would like the universe to compensate me for serving that many people. You know what I mean? Very simple. Wow, magic. Magic formula. You know what I'm saying? If you're looking for any kind of like, if you want a shortcut, that's the shortcut. Get clear, man. Because even when you start getting what you want, if you're not clear, you're not going to know when you get it. And it's going to evolve, man. I mean, in the beginning, I can think back. It's funny, man, because like, I just thought of this and like, you know, I thought, I, I, one of my goals in the beginning was like I wanted to live off of fucking PayPal and just like Airbnb to Airbnb off PayPal deposits. You know what I'm saying? Just PayPal deposit. I don't even use PayPal anymore because I fuck them, right? Because, but, but like I wanted, you know, that was like we just, pay, just you know, daily deposits and go Airbnb to Airbnb. Now that was a cool experience. I did that for a while. But you know, when you're moving like every week or every couple of days or every month, that shit gets a little hectic. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, you might start off with, like, certain goals and those things are going to happen, but it might not necessarily be what you ideally thought it was. And that's okay. You know what I mean? It's a matter of, okay, now what does the next step look like? You know, what is it? What do I want it to be now? And then just constantly getting clearer and clearer and refining your, your ideal lifestyle, you know? At the end of the day, serve people, build cash flow off of your service of people, and build yourself a nice lifestyle. You know what I mean? And that, that's whatever that is. You know, you don't you don't need 
you don't need a, a, a Rolls Royce to feel good about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, like, honestly, like, at the end of the day, you don't need, like, you don't need anything to feel good about yourself. Like, and you don't need anything to achieve your goals. You already have everything you got right in front of you. I'm telling you right now, you don't need another thing. You don't need to take another class. You don't got to go do this. Like, always develop and become better, right? But to get started, you don't need to be the best. You just got to be willing to do the work. And you got to be willing to genuinely want to help people. See, if you genuinely want to help people, it might not always, it, like, it's not going to go great all the time, especially when you're starting out. You might fuck up. Right. But if you genuinely want to help people, people know that. Right. And they're going to give you, you know what I mean? They're going to give you a little bit of maybe leeway and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what I mean? so it'll allow you to kind of like so go into things with like a pure heart and genuinely want to help people. You always do the right thing. You know, admit when you're wrong, correct your actions. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you do something fucked up, admit that you did it fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Correct the error. You know what I mean? People respect that. No one expects everything to go perfect all the time. You know what I'm saying? I would love to say that things go perfect all the time. And that's not true. We have sometimes even in our marketing company, there's a very, very rarely doesn't happen, but there's people occasionally X, Y, Z have them. I and when you work with enough people, there's going to be some issues, some technicality, some things that you fall through the cracks. You know what I mean? Things that happen. So don't get so worked up of being perfect. You don't need to be perfect. No one asks you to be perfect just get better that's it as long as you constantly getting better people are going to respect that you're always going to have more business and you know what to do with well here's another like simple but cliche thing and everybody hears it so many times that i feel like they just kind of brush it off say that can't be true that's too simple everybody talks about it you learn more from failures than you do from success oh and yeah true and a lot of the stuff that seems so corny is so true and you we yeah. talked about this yeah no, definitely, man. You know, Harv says it best. He says, I'd rather be hokey and rich than fucking really cool and poor. You know, yeah, but okay. I say I say you can be both, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, man, I think it's just like, you know, uh, that's the thing is that, you know, I think sometimes things are said a little bit too much. They do kind of become cliche-ish, but it's like, it really, I mean, you know why? Because the truth don't change. And, and you know, the way in which it's delivered is, so you might find some new people that say it a little bit different. You know, everyone's got, I, I got a different story than T. Harvecker and I got a different story than Jim Rohn. They all got great stories. Les Brown's got a great story. Everybody's got a great story. I got my story, right? So the, so our stories are different and how we maybe deliver the truth is slightly different, but the things that we're saying are the exact same shit. You know what I'm saying? And, and what worked for less, you know, like Les wasn't in social media. Jim Rohn wasn't. So Jim Rohn was selling a bunch of Vita. He was selling vitamins, okay? Multi-level vitamin company, okay? Um, uh, Harv, I'm not even sure. Uh, Har oh, Harv's first business, he made a million dollars, was a gym, okay? He had gyms in Canada, okay? So it's like, you know, what's your gym going to be? Who knows? What, how do you want to serve people? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's your social media company going to be? I don't know. How do you want to serve people? You know what I'm saying? Like, but like, just... Take what I'm saying and what Jim Rohn saying, T. Harvecker, Les Brown, all these people that have created essentially something from nothing. Listen to what they're saying and consult a jeweler about jewels and then do it. You know what I mean? And don't feel like you got to be in a multi-level marketing company selling vitamins to get to get value from Jim Rohn. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't need to be selling vitamins. It has nothing to do his the principles. Are, are true no matter what business you're in. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's the, the truth about all truths. And I think that's why they become, like you said, a little kind of like redundant sometimes because there's only so many ways that you can say the truth. You know what I mean? The truth is the truth. And and, and I think that's what comes down to it is that at the end of the day, it's, it's up to individuals, you know, to make the choice for themselves. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about it. I can't make anyone do anything, you know. I can tell you, hey, it worked for me. I say give it a try, man. There's nothing bad that's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? What's the worst that could happen? It works out. You know what I'm saying? So just give it a go. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, man. You know, it's like we only hear one one time around. It really can't go bad, man. Even the worst that it could go is not that bad. And the worst it could go is probably better than you're at right now. You know what I'm saying? At least you could say, like you said, you know, when it comes to the failure situation. And it's not failure. It's only temporary defeat. You're only failed when you quit. You know what I'm saying? And and when you change your perspective of actual failure, you learn that it's not failure at all. It's just like you learned how not to do it. Like that's not a failure at all. That's a lesson. You know what I'm saying? You learned. Like you didn't fail. You learned how not to do it. I mean, that's what Edison said about the light bulb. He said he learned ten thousand ways how not to make a light bulb. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's a lot of fucking education. Like he knows ten thousand ways how not to do it. Well, if he has knows ten thousand ways how not to do it. He's a lot more likely to find out the way to do it than anyone else. You know what I'm saying? So, so don't be afraid of getting your hands dirty. You know what I'm saying? Don't get afraid of, you know, messing up. You know, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's only gonna if you like I said, you do things for the right reasons. You know, things aren't always gonna go great. Okay, but as long as you do things for the right reasons and get up and keep it going, keep getting better. You know, you're gonna end up getting to wherever you want to be. I think all good points right there and i i want to sound like that right there that whole sermon right you're preaching to everybody bj this is easter sunday at this point you're the preacher yeah but uh, uh, no i think it's funny man i thought about being a priest Did when you? i was like 18 man i met a priest like me i went to catholic high school and i met a priest this priest father man bro and he was super dope he was the only priest that could actually teach the bible in a way where like high school kids could relate to it and he was super awesome um and he actually had me thinking that I'm like, man, I like, want to be like this. Like, I want to be a preacher, you know. Um, and then, you know, he ended up actually getting kicked out of the church because he fell in love with a woman. You oh, know, oh, can you believe that? And my, my grandfather was actually going to become a priest. And he actually uh, ended up leaving the seminary because he met my grandmother, you know. So I think the one thing, I, I probably would have became a priest. But, you know, I, I, I want to have children and you know get married and shit you know it's like so and it's like and I don't, i'm not big on and and that was like at that point in my life but like now i'm not really big on institutionalized religion in general i don't like institutionalized religion i, I believe philosophy is really the gateway to um you know cha- changing your life um transcending to other dimensions and you know actually beyond this body is is all philosophical work you know it's uh and if you break down the word itself philosophy you know phi phi you can look into phi which is divine proportion a piece or a part of god low is the call attention to an amazing event when you put phi and low together you get phi low which is love right phi low is the word love and sophie means wisdom so philosophy is love wisdom or the wisdom of calling attention to phi and religion itself the word from the root is from the word relagos, which means to tie or to bind over again. So just based on the words themselves, I mean, you just, you just, you know, when you understand what words actually have true meanings, you know, 
So if if you're looking for enlightenment and to, you know, to transcend to heaven beyond this body, right? Do you want to use religion, which ties or binds you over again? Or do you want to use love wisdom, right? (laughs) And and love is God and God is love, you know? So God wisdom, uh, you know, philosophy. And I think it's cool because you're uh, you're involved in all these new entrepreneurial industries like, you know, social media. It's very modern. It's very it's going places. It's the Silicon Valley of business, basically, is what I'd say. But yet mm-hmm. our root thinking comes from thousands of years ago. This is philosophy. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, really, my biggest mentor, is, I mean, Jim Rohn, T. Harbecker, all these people have really impacted me. One of my really big mentors has given me a lot of real wisdom. Some of the things that I've touched on. Um, today that um, the listeners have like been like, wow, that's like really profound and deep. Like that wisdom comes from um, an Atlantean priest king by the name of Toth, right? Um, he was actually deified by the Egyptians, um, and they called him the ancient Egyptian god of Toth, um, and he's the god of wisdom, um, philosophy, um, magic, uh, music, rhythm, and dance. Um, he's known as the tongue and the heart of Ra which is the sun god. And uh, yeah, so Toth was an Olympian priest king that lived about uh, who knows how long ago, but he wrote, the, he read the, he wrote these emerald tablets that are supposedly 50,000 years old. Um, they were translated back in 1920 um, by Dr. Doriel. And what's really fascinating about these tablets is not only do they give us really profound wisdom about who we are, where we're going, and why we're here, and uh, events of the past, um, but it also... Um, reads in poetry and rhyme still in English to this day. So it's super fascinating. So I would definitely, you know, I tell everybody to read these. Very few do because, you know, it's not for everybody, but I still share. And the Emerald Tablets of Toth, you don't read them once, read them a hundred times. And you'd be amazed at the wisdom that will be, uh, everyone gets something a little different from them. You know, but the story is pretty much it's the same and it's very clear. He's not, uh, you know, might seem very kind of esoteric and kind of, you know, foreign in the beginning. But the more you read it, he's very clear. He's not uh, he doesn't mince his words. Yeah, like actually like when he depicts what happened in the Great Flood, he actually does it better, in my opinion, than the Bible does. I mean, he's very clear at why the Great Flood happened. Um what he did, like, you know, what he did during the great flood, you know, all the above, you know? So, um, yeah, it's been very fascinating, very interesting. So yeah, it's funny you talk about that because yeah, um, ancient, ancient philosophies, ancient religions are very important to me. Um, you know, I think that's one of the things that's kind of lost in our society is philosophy is not even really a serious, uh, academic principle. You know, it's like not even taken serious in, in college and whatnot, you know, that I don't even think they really have, philosophy classes and if they do they're like a joke you know um so yeah i like always calling that attention that you know philosophy is a very real thing and you know philosophy creates our beliefs which is the reality we experience so that's why i you know put a lot a lot of emphasis on philosophy is because you know if you refine your own personal philosophy you will start to change your beliefs and by changing those beliefs you'll actually start changing your reality um, so if you want to know why you're experiencing what you're experiencing right now, it's because of the things you believe. So be careful what you believe. Subconscious mind has crazy powers. Gamma yeah. Mindset, that's the best book I've ever read. goes into rewiring your subconscious brain. I'm sure you've seen a bunch well, of it's Another one, uh, Harv Eker's book is uh, Secrets of the Millionaire Mindset. 
Absolutely. You know, uh, 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 Napoleon Hill's book is Think and Grow Rich. <laughs> you know, it's like there's a there's a there's a common theme here. You know that we're all getting at. You know, it's like and you know I love this quote by Albert Einstein. He said, "You can't solve a problem with the same mind that created it." You know what I'm saying? So like you got problems right now that your mind created. Okay, all those problems you got, your mind created them. I didn't create them, bro. I didn't come through and dump those problems on your lap. Yeah, I got nothing to do with it. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't it wasn't Biden, it wasn't Trump, it wasn't none of them. They ain't dropped no problems on your doorstep. You created all those things in this fucking thing right here, right? And I had a whole bunch of problems I created, and you know, and I got problems now that I'm creating. They're different problems, and actually, I like some of them. But they're still problems, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, and I'm proud of my problems now because there are a whole bunch of different problems than I had before, but they're still problems. And and it's this mind here that's creating these problems. So in order to fix the problems, we need to fix the thinking, right? We got some stinking thinking. So we need to go outside of our mind and we need to figure out who solved these problems before. Oh, this guy solved this problem. He looks like he did pretty good. Look at this shit. Okay, well, why don't you ask him how he solved it? Exactly. (laughs) This is why I'm glad you came on, BJ, because the whole premise of this pod is to share positivity share yeah. stories with people that have done it, connect the doers, real conversations. And I'm grateful you came on because people, I mean, it takes, it takes a few times for some people to really soak in knowledge and believe it and then implement it. So well, yeah, because it does. It, it takes a lot of different voices. You know, I mean, I heard it over and over again a bunch of times, but it took me, it took me a lot to get it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, this didn't happen by accident. I, I listened to Jim Rohn and T. Harv Eker four to six hours a day for years. Okay, four, five, six. I still do it to this day. I don't listen as much as I probably should, but I for years, years. Now, how many people have that much dedication to actually do that kind of work where you're listening to? And and also, this is the other thing too. I, I in my opinion, I think too too many people go way too wide. Okay, find the right shit, and then don't go listen to something else. Listen to that right thing again. You know what I'm saying? Like you read one book, like you read a book one time, you didn't get, you didn't really get it the first time. Like you need to read that thing over and over again. Like how to win friends and influence people. You don't read that once. You read that like every day. You know what I'm saying? For like a year. That's your Bible. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you read that every, every, you know what I mean? Once a week, like, you know what I mean? Banging that thing out over and over again. And then you'll start seeing some real dramatic changes. But don't read how to win friends and influence people and then be like, oh, I got to go get the other one. Like, no, bro, just read that one again. You didn't even get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to really get it, you know? So, and, and, and how do you get it? You go through repetition. You're probably only getting 10% of the content, 20% of the content the first read. You want to really get it? You got to get in there. You got to do the reps. And that's the thing. A lot of people read how to win, how to win friends and influence people once. But how many people read it 100 times? You know, a lot of people read the Emerald Tablets once. How many people read it 100 times? You know what I'm saying? And that's what separates. That's what separates the people that really make this shit happen and make some transformations, and the people that don't. Because the people that like they dabble, you know, they all oh, yeah. I read, I read, I read how to influence, how to win friends and influence people. And it's like, see, you know how I already know that person's not doing what they really want to be doing. And he said, I read. He didn't say I read. See, the one that says I read, I read how to win friends. When they say I read, you know that motherfucker's like, oh yeah. That motherfucker's got a couple of different commas at the end of his bank account. That nigga that reads it. 
You know what I mean? The yeah, guy that read it, the guy that read it, he's like in some MLM, you know, doing something, and you know what I mean? Like, you know, he, he read it one time. He read the cliff notes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, so the point I'm making is just like you got to really do the work, and the work is not one time. Okay, the work is like really getting in there, doing it over and over and over again. And the more you do it, the more reps you do, and then you actually start becoming, you start subconsciously actually thinking the way that these people think which then your reality will start becoming that way and you'll start having a lot better, more fruitful experiences. You'll have more rewarding relationships. You know, just everything will be better, you know, but you, but everything's not gonna be perfect because nothing's fucking perfect. You're gonna have problems. You're gonna have just as many problems as you have now. They're just gonna be different in nature. You know what I'm saying? You gotta become a better problem solver. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, and how you become a better problem solver is by focusing on what the solution is. You don't focus on the problem. A lot of people have a problem and they keep focusing on the problem. What you focus on grows. So if you have a problem and you focus on the problem, you're going to get more problem. Okay. So don't focus on the problem. Focus on the solution to the problem. I got a problem. Okay, great. What's the solution to the problem? Don't focus on the problem. The problem's not going to give you the solution. The solution is what the solution is. Focus on that. Find the problem. Get the problem out. No, and there's another thing I love that Harv, you know, he talked about, he said, you know, money is the fruit. It's not the root. What's the root? The solution. Exactly. The root is who we are, our character, who we become. You know what I'm saying? Money's a byproduct. Money's a byproduct of the roots. We got to rip out our old roots and we need to plant some new roots. You know what I'm saying? Those new roots, uh, those new principles and, and disciplines of doing the work. You know, and, and, and having a definite chief aim and, you know, doing the personal development and the inner work inside yourself to, you know, get good at managing your time and get good at talking to people and selling things and figuring out what consultatively figuring out what people's problems are. You know, it's not easy to get to actually figuring out what people's problems are because a lot of times people don't know what they are. They're like, you know what I mean? They're like, uh, you know, like, so it's like get clear and get good at asking real inquisitive questions, you know, like get fascinated with people. Be passionate about understanding people's situation, because if you can understand people, then you can be understood. Okay, if you want to be understood, you first have to understand. No one's going to understand you. In, in, until they feel like they've been understood okay so we, that's why god you know this is kind of probably cliche too god gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason you know listen more talk less you know so we want to listen and i'm definitely not you know Toff says this he said silence is a great prophet and abundance of speech profits nothing huh. he said exalt not thine heart above the children of men, lest it be brought lower than the dust. He said, if thou, if thou will be great amongst men, he said, make the heart the beginning and the end. Oh, and now I'm glad that I didn't talk much this whole time because I got two years <laughs> for you right now. Yeah, man, you've been soaking it all up, man, and that's what I'm saying. So, you know, that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. It's like we really need to understand um, people if you want to solve problems for them. You know what I'm saying? So we start off talking about service, serve people. How do we serve people, right? We need to ask inquisitive questions and get to the heart of what people are trying to do, right? So you figure out, hey, okay, this person's here right now, 
and they want to go here, okay? How can my solution help them go in the direction that they're trying to go, okay? But you need to understand two things. You need to understand where they're at right now, and you need to understand where they want to go. And then what you do is you bridge the gap. You meet them where they're at, and then you bridge the gap. And you use your solution as the bridge, okay? So they're here. You say, hey, I got this nice bridge that takes you over there. But you only know they want to go over there because they told you. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So everybody like comes out the box selling a service like, oh, you got, I got the best shit, bro. I, you, had, you had that other one, right? But you ain't have mine yet, okay? Mine is just fucking great, okay? Like, that's not, that's not how you do it, <clears throat> all right? So how you do it is you discover where someone's at. Figure out where they want to go. And then you use your solution as the vehicle or the bridge to get them there. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's how you properly bring value and, you know, maximize, you know, just any kind of relationship or situation you got going on. If you can understand where people are at, what they're trying to accomplish, you can then say, okay, well, how can I help them accomplish this? Boom. Bang. Man. Get passionate about helping other people accomplish what they're after. And if you can do that, you're golden, man. You'll never have a problem. Bills, what bills? Your bills will disappear quicker than you fucking can save bill. <laughs> you value, get value, baby. Yeah, exactly. You know, we give what we get, you know. And in the universe, there's not a lack of receiving. There's a lack of asking, okay? The universe gives us what we ask for, Okay. Just not like if we're not getting what we really want, well, then we're just not asking for what we want, you know. It's as clear as that, you know, it really is. And and it's not like you know, you got to get rid of all those subconscious, non supportive beliefs that have you thinking that it's impossible that you could be. like, because honestly, like starting where I started, it was like it would have seemed like it was impossible to be where I'm at today. It would have seemed like it's impossible. And what I'm about to do over the next five years is going to really make it look like it would like completely impossible. You know what I'm saying? Like the type of shit we're going to do is going to be like, how the fuck you started here, ended up there. How the fuck you do it? Like, yeah, it, it, I'm not doing it. It's God. You know what I'm saying? I just said, God, hey, I'm going to serve this many people. Help me out. It's it. I'm not no more special than anyone else watching this thing. I'm not any smarter. I'm fucking, I'm an idiot, actually. I'm a little knuckleheaded. I can be egotistical. No, I got, I'm a human being. We're both not. I'm a human, I, I'm, I'm a human being. You know what I mean? I'm not perfect. But what I'm saying is if I can do it, you can do it. Whole, everyone in the audience can do it. Everyone can do it. Um, it's just a matter of plugging into what is it you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can do it. Just what is it? You know what I'm saying? And then let me know. And then I'll help you with it. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it. Boom. Let's go. Reach out to DJ Clack. That's all I have to say. I hope I hope everybody watches this. This everybody should watch this. You got what? Yeah. Check the time. This is about hour twenty, maybe. Hour twenty worth of time. I, I don't know why yeah. but I got smarter. BJ. We're good. I hope so. I know that bored them there in the beginning with my story, but I hope they, they gather. You know, I like telling them the story, you know, because I, I, I what I think just looking back on it myself. As I've seen that, you know, things don't always go how you plan them to go. There's going to be a lot of different folks in the road. You're going to go a lot of different ways. Things are all, but if you're clear at that definite chief aim and that definite goal, all those forks and all those things, there is no right or wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter what you do is going to get you to that inevitable end. 
Okay, so you don't have to worry. There's no, you know, I mean, you don't got to be scared. You don't got to live in fear. Just understand that if you're clear of what your intention is, what you're out to accomplish, the universe is going to help you and help guide you there. And, you know, I mean, it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when, you know what I'm saying? So that's what it is at the end of the day, man, is, uh, you know, just what it comes down to there's nothing else to really be plugged into i mean if we're not plugged into that we're going to be plugged into something else that's not going to be beneficial to our well-being you know um so yeah man i just like focusing on you know what am i leaving here you know what i'm saying what are people going to say about me ten thousand years from now a hundred thousand years what will they even talk about me a hundred thousand years from now you know what i'm saying you know and i think that's a lot of some things that maybe we should uh we should all think about a little bit more too is like what legacy are we building? You know, what are we leaving here? You know, especially with the way the technology is, the way the things are, is like we can really document our whole existence, you know? What do we document, you know? What what are people going to look back and see? What are our grandparents? Like, what are you going to tell your grandparents or your grandkids that you did, you know? And like what, you know, all that different kind of stuff, you know? Like, look out into the future and, you know, you'd be amazed. Like, you know, I did this little exercise um, and, I, and it's crazy because I looked back at it recently and it's crazy how I was like right on the nail with it. And it like kind of pissed me off because I should have put extra zeros at the end, um, <laughs> you know, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? But like I wrote these goals out for like, you know, I was like 60. I wrote them to like six years old and all the way back. Um, I just like wrote what, how much money I was going to be making, how many people I was helping. I wrote it all out like every like, you know, what I mean, like from like 50 years all the way back down. And and I, and I read those goals. I hadn't seen that shit in probably like over five, six years. I read it and it was like, I was right on the money. And it was like, and I thought to myself, I was like, bro, I was thinking way too small. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why was I thinking so small? Like, at that time, I was thinking big. And, I, and the numbers, like, right now, like, people be like, oh, those are pretty big. But it's like, no, like, I was thinking so small. Like, the num- you got to understand that numbers don't matter. I wrote this in a book and said it was going to be like this. You know what I'm saying? I just wrote it down. And that's how it became. I could have put as many fucking zeros as I wanted on the fucking thing. You understand what I'm saying? And they don't matter. Don't, don't be realistic. There isn't the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between reality or not, you know, and that's why the not when you put like the not before something like what you don't want and you put not like before it's so, like um, what that does is your, your your brain doesn't take into the not you're just focusing on the thing you don't want to happen. Right. So, so you got to switch that around and don't put uh, not that, right. You like a perfect example is like, you don't want to think of, don't hit it in the hole. Don't hit it in the water. You're playing golf and you're like, don't hit it in the water. Don't hit it in the water. Don't hit it in the water. Well, you're thinking in the water, you know what I mean? Your brain is not the don't is even coming into the subconscious mind. You're just thinking in the water, in the water, in the water, in the water, where the fuck you think the ball is going? It's going into the water. Okay. So, 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 so switch your mind and you're like, you really want to be thinking on the green, on the green or in the hole, in the hole, in the hole. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like, so but that's just an analogy to use it for your real life is you want to be thinking in the hole. You don't want to be thinking not in the water. You know what I'm saying? Cause not in the water is what a lot of people are thinking. They're thinking not in the water because not in the water is if I'm thinking not in the water, then I must get it on the green. No, that doesn't No, That's not how it works. You know what I'm saying? So don't think not in the water, think in the hole. You know what I mean? Life's a golf course. DJ Clark. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how else I don't know how else to put it, you know, but I hope that, that draws the analogy to people so they can realize because I know that was a trick in my own mind. I was really focused on all the, the don'ts. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like fuck the don'ts, bro. We all know what the don'ts are. Focus on the 
the, the do's, you know what I'm saying? Like what do, like you can find anyone to tell you what don't to do, you know what I'm saying? But like you, you do the do's, you know what I'm saying? Fuck the don'ts, you know, you don't got to worry don't about the don'ts if you do the do's. Don't listen to people that tell you what not to do or what, whoever draws on your negatives or, you know, it's the dark side to things. Get them out. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, anyone can tell you, it's really easy to tell you what not to do. Like, don't kill people, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Don't, you know, don't be a prick. You know, don't steal. <laughs> You know, it's like pretty simple. Like, don't what not to do, but like, you know, focus on what to do. You know, is is service. At the end of the day, I know there's a lot of distraction, a lot of this, that, the third, right? But if you're like, what do I focus on? And it's focus on get it better and service. You know, one of the things that you know Jim told me early on, he said, he said work. He said you want to live a good life. He said work harder on yourself than you do on your job. You know. Work harder on yourself than you do on your job. And honestly, that was a major key. And working harder on myself than I did on my job. While everyone else was working on a job, I was working on myself. And that's why I don't have a job. You know? Yourself is your job. Your personal brand is. Well, yeah. They, what I do. Like, that's the thing. I chose, like, 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 when I was a kid, could I cooked up what I do now? Like, this is my ideal type. This is my ideal situation. I do whatever I want to do. You know, I, like... Is there some times where I got to do things that maybe I like, you know what I mean? Like everyone has things like that, but it's like, I live a very free life. I really am very blessed and very happy. And, and, and how that, how that happened and how that transpired was just by putting service first. You know what I'm saying? Putting, helping other people, you know what I'm saying? And it was, comes down to help other people pay their bills and your bills will disappear. You know what I'm saying? So that's really what it is at the end of the day. And I mean, I'm going to beat the dead horse for the rest of my life, man. I'm just going to keep telling people this shit because people need to know, man. Because I was told I couldn't serve people until I uh, saved up enough money. You know, they said, hey, save up enough money and then you can eventually help people. And it's like, what the fuck? What kind of, I don't why? You know, I don't, I'm sure, I'm sure there's probably mad people that were told the same thing on this, on the, on the, that they're watching. 100%. And it's funny because the dead horse, when you keep beating that dead horse, it's the horse you need to beat. People need to yeah. see themselves beating the dead horse. They need to see it. They need to hear it. And that's what you did here. And I appreciate Yeah, well, you know, maybe eventually, you know, maybe eventually they'll, they'll get it. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, man, you know, it, it really doesn't make a difference to me. It's just like I want to see people do good, you know? So. Exactly. Well, man. beautiful, bro. All well, right. It's been a fucking pleasure to have me on this podcast, man. I really thanks thanks for having me guys today. Bold predictions or perceptions, rather. Full perceptions, man. I'm make a bold prediction right now. Speaking of that, let's get uh, let's get a million views on it. Why not? That's a million views? Maybe we might. We might get it. I don't know, man. We might. We have to. I love to. I love to see it, man. We touched on some really dope stuff. So, um, you know, once it uh, is all taken care of and done, shift, send it over to me, man, and uh, we'll get it out, man. We'll get it shared, and I think there's a lot of value in this thing that we touched on. Uh, hope people get a lot of good, you know, stuff from it. You know. That's fair. Uh, it was a pleasure, Thanks for Thank having me. Good. You were you're flawless. You got all this shit on the top of your head, ready to go, ready to give to people. So thank you again. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a, it all. Uh, I just wanted to tell you, just like just uh, like everyone else that's, that's watching it, that this didn't happen by accident. You know what I mean, it just really happened by deliberate or work effort over and over and over again. You know what I mean? Like I'm a I'm a knuckleheaded kid that came from East Hartford, Connecticut. You know what I mean? If you want to know what it looks like, just Google it. You know, and then go to the Google images, and you'll be like, damn.
<laughs> I don't ever want to go there. <laughs> so, so you know what I mean. So it's like you know, you you, you you can change, but but in order for things to change, you got to change. You know what I'm saying? Like things ain't gonna change for you if you don't change. So 100%. that's what I want to leave y'all with today. So if you want things to change, they can, bro. And if you're not happy where you're at, you can move. You're not a tree. Okay. Boom. There it is. Thank you, everybody listening share with a friend bj clock reach out to him connect watch the episode have a good day stay blessed enjoy your holidays